This Week in League, Des Hasler prepares for his Michael Corleone moment on his upcoming fishing trip with Jeff Toovey. In another twist of the international eligibility rules fiasco, Daly Cherry Evans discovers he can't play for Australia. David Gallup recruits sports betting guru Ryan Tandy to maximise the NRL gambling profits. And we'll review all of the action from Round 8 of the 2012 NRL season. All that more this week in League. Welcome to episode 84 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. Intro. Well, to start it off this week, um, don't you know, there obviously wasn't any football that we could physically attend last weekend, so there's no real stories to be had there. No. But I have uh, two things we can talk about at the top of the show. We put it out there last week for the uh, next immortal, <laughs> who the next immortal should be, and we had a discussion about it, and uh, we sort of stated our case, and... I think, predictably, you just sort of uh, towed the Queensland line. And, I said uh, Trevor Cogger. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I said Scott Minto too, but how serious were we when we said that? Not Very. Not, not very. Um, although I maintain that, that Scott Minto was the, the best best uh, Barney-esque player ever and, <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a mentor and a, and a role model to Michael Barney himself. He but could well be. We had, uh, we had tons of responses, actually, on this. Um, some of them... Bullshit. You could say, well, yeah, bullshit slash tongue-in-cheek slash, you know, comedy. Some of them were dead serious. Uh, I'll leave it up to the listener to decide which is which. We had a... I'm assuming it's Chris Tavare. Adam Blair. Next to Mortal. Hash Chur. <laughs> Eddie NZ. John's to be the next to Mortal. Would Beaver be eligible while he's still playing Super League? A very serious tweet there. And, uh, you know... Valid question. Valid question. I mean, perhaps he would have to have five years off, and you know, so off. Uh, and he hasn't even had five years off the NRL. So, like, Beaver was never a uh, a, a real contender for this batch, anyway. Um, at Devon Head, Norm Proven wasn't the only person to say that. We also had Matt Lackey putting up Norm Proven as well. Gotta love Keefe. He's gone, Alan Geelan. Alan Geelan. He's taking it back. That's a, kicking it old school. He's kicking it. I mean, well, this is this is you know he's, he's Air Force One. Got, gotta love, gotta love Keefe. He brings it old school. He does, uh, except for his love of uh, of um, big source, obviously. Life of Ty has said next to mortal Cliffy Lyons. The bloke could still be running around. He made Beaver the attacking force. He still is. Uh, I don't think he's doing much for Beaver these days. But yeah, I agree. Hundred percent. Cliffy Lyons should be there. Cliffy's not getting any immortal status in my lifetime if I've got anything to do with it. Good thing you don't. Fuck Cliffy. Mr. Bowles, why hasn't anyone suggested Adrian Pertell yet? Legend of the game, hash behemoth, hash legend. Someone has mentioned him, you. Yeah. And you're an idiot. <laughs> and he hasn't been, and, he, and, he's, and he hasn't been out of the game for five years. I mean, you know, many wish. Some, some would argue he was never in the game, Nathan. Penrith supporters, many would wish that he was out of the game for five years, but apparently not. Uh, and Mr. Bowles has come up with the next one. He said, uh, has Paul Franz been ruled out? <laughs> so, all crap coming from you, Mr. Bowles. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, Exclusively. Amanda Rose Long has said, predictably, 
Well, she's actually typed it on an iPhone and she's gone, yeah. Mal Meninja Cockle Bitches. <laughs> minus, I loved her follow-up tweet. Minus points to Joe E. Johns, um, which is very funny. And then she followed up to say that, you know, it was a fail fail on her part for um, autocorrect, uh, turning Mal into a, into an infectious disease and she was trying to smite Joey, you know, insult Joey. So um, there was a fail there. But I think Mal Meninja Cockle, I mean, he, he's a germ. I mean, it's fantastic. Take it easy. iPhones know how to go. Take iPhones know how to do it. We've got uh, Ben V. One Hardy. My favourite player ever is Ruben Wiki. So if it was my call, next to Mortal. But in reality, should be Joey. Then we've got our uh, Beer Boy 182. Freddie. Only Fitler has been able to be youngest New South Wales and Australian player and captain while still being an astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> he makes a powerful argument. Uh, three card magic trick. And this one perplexes me given that he's a doggy supporter. The next to Mortal should be Peter Sterling for sure. <laughs> there you go. It's because Andrew and uh, and and Sterlo or current model Sterlo have the same hairdo. Obviously, feels a connection. Perhaps. And Beer Boy One Eight Two's come back with another one. He said, "Paul Gallen has the best hit and spin I've ever seen in twenty years of watching rugby league, and he should be next to Mortal." Hash next to Mortal. Angry Ando seventy seven. Darcy Russell, freak goal kicker, and my grandfather in law kicked goals better than Benji even toe poking it. Hash next to mortal. <laughs> should have followed up with hash tigers in your client. He should have. He should have. And um, and, yeah, the tweets are packed with it again this week. I know. And also, also the other random decline shit. I mean, it's it's really spread. It was a Blakely in decline. Yeah, Blakely there at one decline. There's just there's there's some funny there's some funny shit. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, which I don't know if you saw, but um, we had someone NRL tweets with an S that our Roy Masters listens to you boys. And uh, in in an article that he wrote, uh, it had a, a quote. The, the the phrase in question is just as significant as the storm salary sombrero. No way. And there's a link on there, and there was a link on the tweet, and I followed it to like the Sydney Morning Herald or Daily Telegraph, wherever it was, one of those. And sure enough, he was writing an article. The art, the thrust of the article was that people should stop hacking on the storm because they've done their time and you know they've served their punishment, and you know people should you know stop talking about the, the you know the the shit the cheating that was only the other year, not like ancient history, just the other year, and then now they should say, oh look at them, you know they build up the team and they keep and yeah and they do, but um yeah people should lay off them now. But and then in the in the early when he was talking about you know the salary cap stuff. It was like just as significant as the Storm salary sombrero, and then it went on to say, you know, probably the structure, you know, the coaching, and blah blah blah. So, and this isn't the first uh, media identity that is stolen, stolen, stolen. Material. I mean, let's call. I mean, it's called spade a spade. Stolen. Let's call stealing, stealing, Nathan. Yeah, it's stolen. It's stolen. And Roy Masters. I mean, you know, my feelings towards him anyway. Legend. Absolute gronk. And and exhibit A through Z is just every fucking segment he has on Fibros versus Silvertails. <laughs> he almost single handedly ruins that. Do- In fact, when it was on the ABC, he makes that whole documentary. If it mate, wasn't for him, he makes it shit. The fact that it is Fibros vs Silvertails, that uh, I mean, I've lived, I've lived that mantra for my entire life. And that's why you're as big a gronk as he is. And in fact, it's so bad that it was on the ABC or SBS or something. They played it like, well, probably what, a year and a half ago now. But it's, it's on every now and then. But I was watching it with my wife and she actually got up and said, I'm going to bed. I can't stand another segment with that man. <laughs> <laughs> she was actually so, talking about you, mate. So as a, uh, as, as a total non-rugby league watcher fan or anything like that, yeah. 
He she would, couldn't she, stand to watch she, any she more could, television. She, could home, she honed in and realised what a grunk Roy Masters was as well. <laughs> anyway, he's a legend now because he uses our stuff. Well, I'd say he's a dude you know, fucking like, beef. We'd like a bit of credit for it, though. Yeah, I mean, you know... If you, if you, you, you too, Bo Ryan. Yeah, Bo Ryan as well. Bo what knows he, this weekend league. In? He pinched something. Andrew Fafita, Jake. Reserve yeah, he, oh, that's right. He pinched it the week off, didn't he? Yeah. Stephen bastard. So, hello, guys. We know you're listening because yeah. you're stealing our shit. Yeah. So, I uh, respect our full retractions on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, mainstream media. Perhaps even book yourselves into the footy show and uh, on, on-air retractions. I mean, just a bit of credit. Credit where it's due. Exactly. You know, employers as full-time writers. How much funnier would you get? Exactly. I mean... Bo knows how to be funny. <laughs> Footy show knows how to get ratings. News. First story, grab bag of stories this week. Not a hell of a lot really happened um, uh, as, a, as a you know as a rep weekend. So a lot of news was you know a lot, a lot of stuff was just out of the news. Uh, but saw an article uh, on the Sydney Morning Herald saying uh, questioning whether the gap between league and union is closing or not, um, and basically as a spectacle or as you know as a form of entertainment. It's wow, fucking, it's 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 uh, absolute slander. They're saying. Um, is rugby league's greatest fear being realised with the sport, statistically at least, becoming more like rugby union where it really counts crossing the try line? And I said it was on a Sun Herald. It says, Sun Herald can reveal figures that show the gap between league and union as a try-scoring spectacle is being bridged. The opening 56 NRL games of the season averaged 6.5 tries per game, while Super Rugby yielded 4.1 in its first 54 games. The common perception among league's fans is that rugby is boring and stagnant and their game is much more free-flowing, but the numbers show the difference is no longer so vast. And then they go on to have quotes from Ryan Cross, former Wallaby, the former grand finalist for the Chookies, obviously. Yes. Now, he's playing for Balmain in the sub-district competition. Yes. So, so he's a learned source. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And he said that he's noticed the decline in the number of tries being scored in league and that the code's X factor is diminishing. The quote from him is, uh, I've noticed there's a lot less tries in league. The wrestling at the play of the ball is so slow it's becoming frustrating to watch. I love my league. There's a lot of wrestling. The play of the ball seems to be taking forever so the defence gets set. I think in union the action's got a little bit better. I don't know what the percentage of rugby league tries from kicks is, but it seems as though they're scoring a lot of tries off them. The footy hasn't been all that great this year, although you do get a good match now and again, but it's been pretty frustrating. Thank you, Mr. Cross. First thing I'd like to say to Ryan Cross is shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, fucking idiot. You pissed off the you pissed off the rugby, you fucking stay there and you play with your fucking play for your meat tray or whatever you're playing for for the fucking Balmain. <laughs> meat tray. Jeez, I could go meat tray. <laughs> um now I don't they don't what they don't say is they don't say what the the figure or the ratio was last year or the year before or whatever. Yep. I mean, they're talking about a narrowing, but the fact of the matter is, if you, I mean, and league is still scoring 50% more tries. What's the st- statistic for uh, goals? Yeah. Goals attempted slash yeah. kicked. Yep, yep. Penalty goals but in particular. And then you can also... You Can't know, they take the three? And you can extrapolate that further and say, where were the penalty goals taken from as well? Yes. I mean, they'll take them from fucking 60 metres out. <laughs> and you, you, you know? um, so, yeah, it's... You know. Now, don't get me wrong. If, if St. George Laura played Super Rugby, they'd take the three. Yeah, yeah. But even they'd still be the most intent, entertaining 
attacking side that's in Super Rugby. Fucking score the most tries too, just quietly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Jamie Sowell wouldn't have to make a tackle. Exactly, exactly. But um, I think there's absolutely nothing to it. Oh, I'd like to see what what the actual decline is. Like they yeah. haven't given a statistic. They there. don't give you back. Yeah, they don't give you previous years, which is pretty which, self-serving story. And look, I think the where it's going to speak is. Uh, in the eyes of advertisers for the game and, and ratings on yep. TV. And uh, I think Rugby League is streets ahead there. Um, there's work to be done as far as the wrestle goes in the ruck. There's no doubt about that. Uh, this season seems to have been, uh, I don't know, a bit of a, a noticeable increase. I don't know if it's because the media is making much more of a big deal about it in, and, you know, questioning the referees and getting people to take more notice of it. Um you know, across the board, before whereas before it was probably just Melbourne. Yep. Uh, and now you can see evidence of of almost every team having a crack at it. Yep. Um, that does affect the, the speed of the play, the ball around, and the ability of um, you know dummy halves to get out from through the ruck and and create something out wider, and, and which leads to tries. So there's probably something in that. But as far as rugby league. Stemming back to rugby union, that's a bit yeah. of a stretch. Nice, nice try, union. That's all I've got to say on that one. <laughs> Bullshit story. Okay, as we mentioned at the top of the show, Daly Cherry Evans was benched for the entire test match. He's become the first Australian player in 17 years to earn the dubious honour of warming the bench for an entire test. Didn't get a single second of game time on Friday night, uh, but he refused to discuss the snub when he was greeted by reporters at Sydney Airport when he arrived back home. Anthony Watmo was happy to talk about the match, but when asked about Cherry Evans' predicament, he laughed and offered only... I'm going to leave that. I'm going to leave on that note. So, not since the 1995 World Cup final, when Matthew Johns, Nick Kosef, and Robbie O'Davis were left on the bench for the entirety, has a selected Kangaroos player not made it onto the paddock. More recently, in the representative arena, Aaron Raper was chosen on a New South Wales bench in 1997, but did not make the field. Is in exclusive company, isn't it? Dale. Daly. And Aaron Raper. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, so um, luminaries. Tim Sheens then went on to say that he had like an A, B and C plan for Cherry Evans depending on injuries and uh, tiredness of the halves and everything like that. And as it turns out, it seems like they didn't really have him on as, an, as a utility. They really only had him as a as just in case something happened to... Half or hooker. Half or, half or five-eighth. Yeah, you know, or like, hooker. Or yeah. hooker, yeah. So uh, that didn't happen, so he didn't get on. Um, apparently, he's, uh, well, Sheen says it's, you know, he's been very professional and positive about it and, uh, and he predicted that uh, he would get the opportunity to play as the starting halfback for Australia in the future. So, good for that, but I mean, you know... Could have squeezed a couple of minutes out of there, sure. Well, this, this is the thing, they could, have, they, they could have thrown him on the last three minutes or something just to get on the field, you know, and they wouldn't... No one would have said a word about anything. I mean, let's face it, I mean, Bure has made a career out of it last year. Like, you yeah. know, there'd be times when he... Actually, there were times when he didn't get on the field either, and, you know, he was on the... I think he went to make his first grade debut, and I think he might have went through two games, didn't, you know, sitting on the, on the bench as a selected player... And not even actually getting on there. And when he got on there, he got you know five minutes or something like that. Yeah, disappointing for him, but he'll he'll have his time. Um, having said that, I mean, people want to bitch about Tim Sheen's selections. Yep. And and the way he uses his interchange, he's tried being a fucking Tigers fan. <laughs> having a couple of outside backs on the on the bench when we get smashed in the forwards. Yep. That's always fun. Yep. It's always good times. Uh. Doesn't surprise me with Sheenzy, but uh, it's good to see Dale, your mate Dale, um, Mr. Cherry Evans, Rookie of the Year, 
incumbent, I just think he probably could have squeezed a couple of minutes on the field for him. He could have, but yeah, as you said, as a Tigers supporter, you know, nothing that Tim Sheens does surprises you. To his credit, uh, Cherry Evans has taken it pretty well. Um, he's probably smart enough to realise that the guys that are there at the moment in, in Cronk, Thurston and Smith are probably, you know, three of the best players in the world. Um, he's he's happy to be around the group at the moment, bide his time, and he'll get plenty of opportunities in the number seven jersey for Australia if he if he keeps his current form up, which I'm sure he will. Next story, Willie Mason is set to make his return to first grade. He's declared himself available for an immediate NRL return if Wayne Bennett wants to pick him on the strength of his successful first outing for the Knights New South Wales Cup team. He played 57 minutes in a 36-18 win against Illawarra Cutters, and he played strongly considering he's had two years well, two years overseas and a lot of that off football. Mm. Um, he basically, a quote from Willie is, no worries, I'm not really phased. If he picks me next week, I'll play. I'm not going to say, no, I need a couple more games in reserve grade. I've got a lot of experience and I don't really regard myself as a reserve grader. If he picks me, I'll do a job for him. So um, <laughs> it says here, just goes on to say here, well, I guess when you look at it, he has done, you know, he has achieved a lot in the game. He's 24 tests, 13 origin games, 2004 Clive Churchill medalist. Uh, has has achieved virtually every honour the game has to offer. Yes. And, uh, he still thinks he's got plenty of good football ahead of him. He's, uh, I wouldn't be here if I don't think I can get back to the top. I've just got to keep going step by step, game by game, just see how we go. I don't think age is a barrier. It's your attitude. If you really want to do it, you can get there. I think now I've got the right attitude and I want to play at the top. So he played for 33 minutes straight in the resis the other day, uh, then came back on the 53rd minute and stayed on until just before full time. So um, You'd imagine that would probably equate to a couple of 20-minute stints in first grade. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, because as he got tired, he did start to, you know, he, he did have a few dropsies and stuff like that. But uh, he wouldn't be playing those kind of minutes in first grade anyway. He'd play, you know, kind of forty max. You'd yeah. Think, you know, and uh, he wouldn't be he wouldn't be in the starting uh, mark either. No, so, he's, he's, he has been named on the bench this week. Uh, you would imagine that Wayne Bennett is, is the type of coach that's going to, much like we've spoken about with Craig Bellamy, uh, give him, you know. Okay, with this many hit-ups, this many tackles, you've got this many minutes, get out there and do it. Yep. Uh, he's got enough of incentive uh, and motivation to get on and get out there and, and give it his best shot. So I'm, I'm interested to see how he goes when he gets a run. Um, I think, it, you know, what he says is true. He's, he's definitely not a reserve grader, and I, I think he's, he, any more games in reserve grade for him are probably going to be uh, wasted time. In yep. the, the fact that he's behind the clock anyway. So, yep. Uh, you know, throw him in the deep end. He's got enough experience uh, to handle those sorts of situations, and I, I think he'll make a good go of it. And they're losing anyway. And they're playing Penrith. I mean, yeah. They haven't scored a point in their last two games. So He did well against reserve grade last week, so I imagine he'll do great against the reserve grade quality side this week. <laughs> Next story, country. They've failed in their bid to have Danny Baderas banned. The ARL Commission has cleared Knights hooker Danny Baderas to play against Penrith on Monday night. The Country Rugby League Chairman Jock Colley said he'd asked the ARLC Chairman John Grant to stand Baderas down for one game as punishment for withdrawing from the annual representative game. Baderas and Knights coach Wayne Bennett made it clear before the team was selected that the veteran dummy half did not want to play and that a week off would be of more benefit to him. 
Country coach Laurie Daly and selectors who were within their rights to pick the best available players named Baderis anyway, but he did not front at the medical check on Monday last week because he was on holiday in Adelaide with his family. Citing Achilles tendonitis, which he suffered in both leagues since 2007, the 34-year-old former country New South Wales and Australian captain spoke to Daly and with the support of Knight's medical staff was allowed to pull out. So, country didn't take that sitting down. No. They wanted to get him, I mean, because it... it seemed like it, it was clear like they said in advance I don't want to play so therefore he expected not to be selected so therefore he got to have a weekend off like every other night's player that wasn't involved and you know he's off he's, he's, he's had a holiday booked he probably had that weekend penciled in and then they picked him anyway yeah yeah still you know at the end of the day if you want to represent I mean I'm, I'm fine for I'm fine for Baderas to do this if he doesn't want to be considered for selection for New South Wales you know what I mean? Like, if he doesn't want to play for Origin, then that then fine, do what you want to do. But if he still wants to be available to play for New South, South Wales. Wales, then no, fucking... Yeah, you can't game. pick yeah. and choose. Certainly someone that's been out of the game for three years. Exactly. Um, or out of the NRL for three years. Come back in and pick and choose how you want to get back into a state of origin jersey. I don't think the jerseys should be cheapened that way. Um, I think Wayne Bennett's had a fairly heavy influence over Badiris there. Yeah. Uh, they... You know, he's only got X amount of miles left on him. They don't want to uh, be wasting those in a what they call what they call an origin trial. And we'll go yeah. through this in the game recap. But we know it's not. Yeah, we do. But they keep sprouting the fact that it is. And just gonna need to get a coach and a select that actually treats it as such. They they're talking about what Ricky wants, and and then you know guys come out and have blinders and. Not going to be they're selected not going to be anyway. selected, you yeah. know. And guys come out and have shockers and they're probably walk-up starters for New South Wales. So yep. it's it's all a bit skew-if and um, it sort of speaks to how New South Wales have gone over the last six years. But uh, Baderis, I haven't heard him say he doesn't want to play Origin. So if he, if, you no, know, in fact, Ricky if he wants Stewart, to play Origin, he should have taken part in this game. So. Ricky Stewart has told Michael Ennis and Robbie Farrar that Baderis is ahead of them in the race for the number nine jersey. So wow. that says to me that uh, not only is he available, he's uh, in the box seat to get in there. Yeah. So which is bullshit. And, uh, I don't agree with it at all. Did well, he tell Ryan Hinchcliffe that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Apparently he's above Robbie. Exactly. And now the next story, last story, Gallop. He wants a bigger piece of the gambling pie and uh, racing New South Wales and, you know, not Ryan Tandy, as 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 we outright lied at the top of the show. Yes, we the did. Racing New South Wales, in fact, is, is advising the ARL Commission how to grab a larger slice of the sports gambling pie. It could be as much as $20 bucks a year by lobbying, lobbying for a percentage of betting turnover from bookmakers. David Gallup met his counterpart at Racing New South Wales, Peter Vlandis, and the chief executive of the Australian Turf Club, Darren Pearce, yesterday with the racing experts potentially to be used as paid consultants for the ARLC. Racing New South Wales last month won a, high, a landmark High Court ruling allowed to impose a 1.5% turnover fee on betting agencies, clearing the way for $100 million in frozen funds to be released. The ARLC, like the other major codes, charges bookmakers 5% of their gross profits on rugby league betting, about 2 to $3 million a year that is swamped by the estimated $20 million a year that could be made with a New South Wales racing-like percentage of the turnover model. Because of the exotic betting in sports getting a lot of popularity, a turnover model would be perfect for it, Vlandis told the Herald. So, meetings coming up uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, there'll be more meetings coming up from there. And I guess this is just the first step. Look, the money's there. Um, New South Wales Racing, when I, you know, they 
broke the story on the fact that they won their high court case, uh, the speculation was that other sports would then follow suit yep. um, and in, instigate such sort of measures for their own sports to maximise their return. And it looks like the NRL's taking the bull by the horns, which is good. Uh, the commission's looks to be doing his job, going about it the right way, getting some uh you know, some experts in to to consult and and advise them on the on the best course of action to to get that revenue. So a twenty million dollar revenue stream that in the past was two million. Yep. That's you know it's a good thing. Good, good for the game. It is, it is. I mean I just I just hope it doesn't, you know, increase the amount of betting shit that happens through games because it just annoys the crap out of me. Constant betting shit. Then you get, you know, the, the, the not-so-hot tab girl pop up on screen in every the, ad the break. The less I see Glenn Munsey on my uh, television, the better. Yeah. Um, I don't think we need too much more of that. Then we have those fucking Tom Waterhouse ads all the time. Where he's Centibet where he, ads. When Tom Waterhouse walking around going, you know, basically, you know, telling us that he was born in, born as a rich little fuck. And, you know. And couldn't play sport. And couldn't play sport and uh, and and has has but he could buy sport if has, he wanted has to. Has a rich mother and yeah, and he can buy and and set himself up in a job where he can uh, take everyone else's hard earned. Shame he can't buy a pie. He's very thin, Tom Waterhouse. He is. He is. And he wonders why he was never cut out to be a sportsman. Yes, he could have been a cricket stump or a yeah. corner post. Yeah, corner post. But even they're becoming a bit redundant these days with the, uh, <laughs> exactly. with the rule change. But uh, even then, he would have been out in his ass and had to be a uh, bookie anyway. Caps. Short week this week, representative weekend. Kicked off Friday night football and Australia with a great win. Defeated New Zealand 20 points to 12 in the Anzac Test uh, in front of a crowd, a good crowd of uh, 35,399 Kiwis. And uh, it wasn't a bad game. Closer than the Anzac uh, Anzac Test generally is. Yeah, definitely. And uh, half time it was 14 6 to Australia, so very even, especially in the second half. The tries, Australia, they had tries to Greg Inglis, Jonathan Thurston and Cameron Smith. Thurston was three from three and a penalty as well. And we had New Zealand with tries to Isaac Luke and Sean Johnson. Conversions, two for Benji out of two. So an incredible Perfect night with the boot. Perhaps one of his finest performances ever with the boot. As you have come to expect from him lately, his goal-kicking form has been impeccable. Hasn't had too many to kick. Except for those clangers. Yeah. So, how did you see the game? Look, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the fact that it was competitive yep. um, for the most part. Uh, yeah, Australia, as they so often do, come out with a big play when they needed it to ice the game. And through Cameron Smith, who I thought did a pretty good job as captain, yep. um, stepping into Lockie's boots, which is couldn't possibly have been an easy thing to do. I just wonder, you know... If New Zealand can't start winning this Anzac test, we're going to have to start playing against Turkey. <laughs> we're going to have to crack it for a win shortly. Yeah, well, you know, it is, it is strange. They take are the game to Istanbul. Yeah. Take it down Play to against the, the Turkey gobble gobbles. Idiot. What would the name be? I don't know. What's, what else is Turkey famous for other than butchering Australians and New Zealanders? 
And they've got, they've got wonderful, lots of stuff there. I mean, it's where, where Troy is, yeah, which you may have seen in a movie starring Brad Pitt. <laughs> but you haven't I seen did. that movie? I actually saw that movie, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, that, that. Race Burn. That, and you know, and yeah, obviously he does a Gallipoli thing, and uh, you know, that, that's, there's lots of stuff in Turkey. Turkish Delight? Yes, that's that's a real thing, yes. <laughs> I don't like it, but it doesn't do much for me. All right. There you go. That's, maybe they could alternate. Why don't they run a little round-robin tournament? Australia, New Zealand, and the Turkish Delights. No. No, I'm, I'm just I'm thinking of the international game, Nathan. It was 20 to 12. The game was competitive. What more do you want? It wasn't like fucking blew them out 38 to 6 or, you know, whatever we usually do. <laughs> so... You just got to say, look, it's a positive thing. They're getting closer. Um, I like the standalone weekend. Yeah, big fan. Say. Big, um, big fan. Yeah, you because know, you're, you're dealing with you know depleted teams and stuff like that, or players backing up and, and so on. Um, but yeah, Qs are fairly good. I mean, it's, it's just like Australia always kind of had them. You know, they had them covered the whole time. I think part of it was the fact that the Kiwis were missing Kieran Foran. Uh, having Benji and Benji in the halves, it's a beautiful. They're two similar players. Yeah, and also it was the lack of Australia with a uh, lack of Daly Cherry Evans. I mean, they needed to play with Spark because clearly none of the guys starting had it, and as as evidenced by Australia's only twenty. Well, if, Ev- if Evans had played and Kieran Foran was there, he probably would have played better because you know his combination with Kieran, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work on opposing sides. <laughs> oh right, they was talking about the combination. I think the fact that the Aussie halves that actually did take the field and weren't sitting on the bench getting splinters in their ass. They combined so well. Only made uh, the Benji and Benji look. I just they both as individuals they did some good things, but I just I don't know that their combination was quite there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, given it was their first game together, that was to be expected. But I just think they're two similar players, both individually brilliant in their own right. But as far as a combination goes, well, yeah, it's going to take time. And then and, and where, and where time, does Foreign fit in the mix? Well, if, and it's time they're not going to have because Foreign will jump back jump back in there and Johnson yeah. will have to, you know... Come off the bench. Yeah, or, figure out. Or, or figure out, you know, maybe, you know, throw him at centre or, you know, I don't know. The, they can figure I that out. I thought you were going to say put Benji on the bench then. Allison. It could be Benji on the bench. Actually, that would be, very po- that'd be positive. Who would kick all the goals, Nathan? He only plays 10 minutes, 10 minutes a game anyway, so why not do it off the bench? Ah, uh, here we go. Do you think they should have got a penalty try, the Kiwis? No. Really? Well, oh, actually, no, now you mention it, it was a tough decision. I mean, the Simbin, I was 100% behind because Billy Slater, clearly little oh, yeah. grub that he is, clearly backed into the dude with the intention of only taking him out off Definitely. the ball. Um, Definitely. Brilliant work by what might have saved the day as well. Yeah, as, as good scraps. as he did to get there, I still think Alex Glenn, without being run off the ball, would have made it Yeah, it's hard, it's, Trump, it, I guess they just... Uh, because I mean, Watmo kind of had a bit of a lead on him was coming from the other side, so it would have been a real contest for it. Um, I guess it was just too many what-ifs. But I would 100% agree with the Simbin because, I mean, Benji, uh, Benji, Billy Slater, he had that coming. I mean, once again, internationals, he's got it in his game. He definitely does have it in, a ga- it in, in his game, game when he pulls the green and gold on. Yeah. And I mean, for the start with, it was a horrible miss on his part to, for the ball to even get past him. Um, that was one of his real international specials where he tried to throw the game away. And then he compounded it by getting sent to Simbin with, uh, you know, backing into the dude. The Kiwis have the makings of what should be a great side in the future if they can keep them all on the field and healthy, which has been a bit of an issue, certainly in the past. But even if you think back to when Sonny Bill was still playing league and, you know, 
we went a long time there before he and Benji even got on the field together yeah. through their various injuries. Uh, you know, they've had injuries to key forwards, Asitasi over the last few years as well. Um, I saw a story in the uh, in the paper. Uh, it was in the paper. Might have been the Campbelltown Chronicle uh, that someone linked me up with via Twitter. Uh, about Adam Blair saying he was looking forward to playing in the test match and coming back to the Tigers with some, some better form. I don't know he had a great game in the test match. Yeah, no. Put in a good harker, though. Yeah. And Benji and Isaac Luke, I tell oh, you. They always do the crazy eyes. They've got mad buggy out eyes when they're doing the harker. Between them and Letters, yeah. they could do their own fucking boy band. Yeah, they're real scary. They're real scary. They're in the they could call themselves One, one Direction. <laughs> They're real scary doing the hucker, and then you know the, the whistle blows. And the ball yeah, well, ever your aggression peaks yeah. in the thing that you do before you actually start playing football, then I think you might be in a little bit of trouble. Exactly. The Kiwis don't have that to rely on that that first twenty minutes bash and barge and intimidate the Australians anymore because the Australians don't have any players, with the exception of David Shillington, that are susceptible to being intimidated. Yeah. Um, and I think they can actually return serve, and we've spoken about this before. Uh, they can actually be the aggressors. Yep. Uh, and New Zealand don't respond to that particularly well. I don't think they were far off, obviously, in this game, as the scoreline would indicate, but that, they just can't seem to get over the hump despite all the great players they've got in their side. Yeah. So. But then you look at the scoreline as well. I mean, they've got to try off an intercept as well. And Australia, I think, in attack, were pretty flat. Like, they weren't as creative as they have been. And I don't put that all down to good defence. No, and a lot of that, you know, as good as they did combine in different areas. There was still a, a bit of crispness to their attack that was a little bit lacking. And with more time together, you expect that that would improve fairly quickly. So all in all, it was a good game. It was, yep. it was good to see, you know, some high-quality international rugby league. And, uh, you know, you know, if that penalty try had been awarded, it could have been a different story and the Kiwis yep. might have got their tails in the air. Yep. And... Um, and gone on with it, who knows? But uh, yeah, good competitive game. It was nice not to see a blowout. All right, Twitter, Beer Boy182, first cab off the rank. Tamo, the only player not singing the Australian anthem. The New Zealand anthem is the best in the world. It gives me shivers. Chur. As in, chur, I'm cold, bro. Chur. Chur. Because I've got shivers. I had to act it out there. Aussie111198. Benji was, was as non-existent in this game as the Sharkies trophy cabinet. He didn't even play his regular 10 minutes. Hash, nice harker, Benji. Berkeley, he does do a good harker, Benji. He does. He gets the mad, mad crazy eyes going. Berkeley underscore Eagle. Fuck Channel 9 and trying to push their delayed game down our throats. I boycotted them and caught up on Game of Thrones. Hash, great show. <laughs> and I'd agree, it's pretty much the same thing I did too. I watched the stream and then... um. By the time it was actually on TV, I was watching. It was almost wrapped up. We went out to dinner, and it was actually it actually worked out quite well. We had a nice early dinner. I had a big steak uh, with my wife and little fella and my mum, and I was home in time to uh, watch the game. Well, there you go. It's good times. So you would you you don't want to fuck Channel Nine? You just make love to them? No, I don't want to uh, make love to them. I don't Why want to fuck them? them either. Some okay. would say that's the same thing, Nathan. <laughs> Some some would, but not me. Jeremy Jack underscore one says you can take the Tamo out of New Zealand, but you can't take the New Zealand out of Tamo. Hash Pashitic. <laughs> Great tweet. At Daniel Bird QLD. Australia versus New Zealand. Good game. Slater Simbin was questionable. Ref was good though, I thought. 
Slater Simbin was questionable. Uh, what fucking no, game were you watching? Nothing questionable about that. I mean, we're you talking we're, about Billy Slater yeah. or Kelly Slater. <laughs> yeah, and when did Kelly Slater get thrown to Simbin, and when did they introduce that into the sport of surfing? Anyway? <laughs> People are holding up tens. Slater's like, fuck, not the Simbin again. <laughs> Super Saturday, solo Saturday. We had the uh, under twenties state of origin, and New South Wales victorious. 18 to 14. Um, it certainly had its under-20s flavour to it. Um, not going to lie, but let's just go through the points first. We had Chanel Matty Utai scoring a try. Harry Seeker and Kane Evans tries for New South Wales. Seeker 3 of 3 on the conversions. Queensland under-20s, they had a double to Edric Lee and another one to Aaron Whitchurch. And Mitchell Free got 1 of 2. And Chris Grevesmuel got 0 of 1. So he was taking the Benji role in this one. Um... Under twenties, a lot of mistakes. Like as as an under twenties game, you would can expect. make an error. But Edric Lee, my Edric goodness, Lee, very popular on the uh, on the Twitter as well. The minute bowl of the Queensland under twenty state of origin <laughs> side. Yeah, can run. Yep, yep. Built like a prisoner of war. <laughs> do with a few pies. <laughs> And in fact, I was going straight to a tweet here from Cambo96 that said, Edric looks like a cross between Bruce Reed and Joel Garner. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Hands down, the funniest thing that Gronk's ever said. <laughs> and, um, but, you know, great effort. Uh, taste of the future with New South Wales winning. Uh, <laughs> love to see it. Uh, they've, they've gone one up in the origin this season. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get any points for that in the uh, in the real world, mate, unfortunately. <laughs> and... Um, you know, it's it's, it's a nice concept as a concept. Yeah, the only thing I would change is perhaps have it as a curtain raiser to the real origin and do a series on it. Yeah, because I mean they normally do the younger ones like sixteens or whatever. You yeah. know, as curtain raisers, but yeah, why, why not do this? I mean, the they, they want to keep pushing the twenties as you know the Toyota Cup is the the second level competition these days, and they kind of shelve the Reggies. So um, you know, why not? Makes sense. I mean, it does. It would it would suck more players out of the NRL clubs. I mean, that's probably the obstacle there because there were quite a few players in there that uh, that do play first grade regularly. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's a good game. Notably, uh, Matt Great for the Tigers. Yeah, and he gets a mention in the tweets as well. Oh, here we so, go. So uh, we had Cambo with the form the one before. We had uh, also Cambo here in Ben Iken's case. Fog stands for former Origin Gronk. And I'm not a big Iken fan. I'm not even sure that a lot of Queenslanders would disagree. No, he's, he's universally he's uh, panned. The, yeah. Rooster supporter. Rooster with a, an A. Fox really pulled out all the stops for Baby Origin. Kamali, Stewart, and Iken. <laughs> Ash thought Hadley was bad. And then we had Cambo come back again. And he was actually... Uh, I've, I've, this is the third tweet from him on this game, but he was cracking off the entire game. I think he really enjoyed it. Um, he said, eat a bag of dicks, Ben Eichen in Queensland. Hash, go baby blues. Hash, Queensland in decline. Hash, undefeated, under 20 origin premiers. <laughs> Stop using my shit. That's a sensational hashtag though. Gotta love Keefe. Oh, so we've got gotta love Keefe as well as I love Keefe. Isn't that the same? Is it, is it so, is, I, I don't know if it's the same. I said, uh, Jesus, a lot of Keefe love. Yeah, and, uh, but he's obviously he's covered all the games, but he said the the under twenties New South Wales looked tight, and uh, hash here comes the Blues, baby. <laughs> I love how people are thinking that that win, littered with errors, I might add, actually <laughs> translates to some sort of success in the Real Origin series. Is this is this is what New South Wales will become? 
Winning, winning, winners of grinners. You couldn't do anything. The Chapo, 82. Kane Evans and David Clemmer are future blues, but Matt Grote looked like an old man out there. Hash Tigers in decline. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday football, city country game. Once again on the standalone weekend. And much better that this was like not played at the same time as the test match and therefore, you know, became the 9.35. How that like ever even like. happened, like, in the first place for the last few years... Retarded. Yeah. Well, let's face it. We don't we don't front up every every week, you know, for a couple of hours to do a show, you know, because we, you know, don't like football. But it's fucking hard when it's the second game on, you know, after the test match, especially when you know the test match it just over diminishes here, the there. concept. Yeah. You know, really like why? I think taking football to the country is is of a high priority uh, for the commission, and it's nice to see that they. That reflects in the fact that it's going. To, it's gotten some coverage this year, whereas last year throwing it on after the test match, having it on, you know, basically the same time, it wasn't even, you know, like some areas got the city country game first and test match last, as as is rightfully so. International rugby league should come first, but country rugby league, you know, in the city country concept, should get more exposure than slapping it on after the test. Exactly, it's very silly. And the scoreline was a City 24 defeating Country 22. The points came for City through a tries to a double to Steve Turner. We had try to Lachlan Coote and Chris Lawrence. Steve Turner 4 of 4. He's kicking up a storm this year, actually, even in the club stuff. He's going zap, well. Zap, zap. And we got uh, Country 22 points came from a double to Blake Ferguson and a double to Tarek Sims. Todd Carney was 3 of 4, and that was the difference in the game. Um, the, the stereotypical or the uh, archetype game of two halves yes 24-0 lead to, to City at half time country one second half 22-0 I just wonder how seriously players take the game I mean just uh, it's almost too perfect isn't it you know you have your turn we'll have our turn I, I really expected a lot more intensity given the jerseys that were up for grabs uh, for New South Wales apparently yeah I, th- I think there's probably a handful of guys that picked themselves in that team but the rest are up for grabs yeah, well, Carney's well, Carn- proved that he's probably going to, you know, he'll, he'll probably get into the side. Carney, Pierce, Gallon. Like, yeah. Um, Tarek Sims is probably, given the fact that T Rex is Based on his is, performance, is I think he's. And T Rex won't actually have the opportunity to play any games before Origin. Like, you'll literally have to, his first game back would be an Origin game. I'd say that the performance of Tarek Sims might get him that kind of slot ahead of him. Uh, I'd so agree with that. Certainly, certainly, at least for grade, uh, for at least for game one. Carney and Pierce, at the very least, submitted their favouritism for for their respective jerseys. Yeah. But yeah, I think other than some wrestling moves, there was a real lack of intensity yeah. in this game. I, I hooker, expected a little bit roll, more. I don't it. think is any closer to being decided. Yeah, well, I, I think Robbie Farrell got man of the match. In you know, as we said before, what is supposed to be an Origin trial still won't get a look yeah. in though. Yeah, well, he's proven he's not up to the task. In two games. Yep. How many games has Michael Ennis lost? I don't know, but I think he's got some wins in there too. Yes. I, just, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to say. That didn't he lose last year's or not last year's? He's lost a series three blot. Well, yeah, he has. Yeah, but he's won games as well. <laughs> Farah, he's zero percent. That's that's a ridiculous <laughs> argument. Yet factually correct. I think if you look at the style of players that Carney and Pierce are, I think Robbie compliments them far more than what Ennis would. An old dude carrying a groin injury that can't get along with the halves. That's what. That's what's gonna. <laughs> really. 
Is that is that you what you said? Split dressing rooms in in Origin. Yeah, he can make a mean schnitzel, but I mean that's not the damn straight he can. <laughs> damn no. straight he can. No, you can. I mean, well, you know, if if you want to lose, if you want to lose Robbie for the for the Origin period, because Liam Fulton in admirably at hooker for him. I mean, what do you expect? Admirably, which game was that? You got pumped in South. Didn't get pumped. <laughs> South. Conceded fucking three tries in three minutes or whatever it was. That's right. That's sensational. If if nothing else from this game, we finally put the Jared Haynes five eight story to bed. Why is that even a fucking story in the first place? What ridiculousness is this? Like that was Fitler that was talking that shit, wasn't it? Yeah, he's saying he's better than Fuck off! Man. <laughs> I love you, I love you, Freddie. I love Freddie, you, stay I love off you drunk the crack, and, mate. I love you, drunken antics on commentary and stuff. But fuck's sake, I mean that. There's a line. You've got to get to the point, Freddie, where you realise, you know, you're at the point where. You're making funny jokes during commentary, and you've you've had you know ten beers or fifteen yeah. beers, but when your sixteenth one tips you over the edge and you start saying that Jared Haynes a better five eight than Jonathan Thurston, that's when that's when your your, your loved one should stage an intervention, really. Yes, at exactly. that point, off to rehab because that's proven that you know that when you know, you're at that point, that's proven that you've lost all control over your mental faculties, <laughs> and the drink is actually destroying. Exactly. Your brain. I'm, I'm surprised he wasn't soiling himself as he was making that statement. Yeah, I just don't know where it come from. Someone's decided that Jared Haynes are 5'8". Someone. Somewhere. It's the stupidest fucking thing. And other people have bought into it. And then it's made its way into the media and they've made a story out of it. Now even Jared Haynes thinks he's a 5'8". Such bullshit. And through an intercept pass, make a good 5'8". Yep. Well, I mean, you know, there's three things that can happen when he throws the pass. I mean, he gets intercepted, finds his target for a try, or it goes over the sideline. He's like, oh, so, sorry, or it could be forward as well, because I mean, that happens quite a lot. So there's four things But you already happen. said finds his target for a try. <laughs> yeah, forward or not, if it finds its target, <laughs> it'll be a try. Blake's, Blake Ferguson for New South Wales. What do you reckon? I don't like him. I didn't ask you if you liked him. So, by extension, the answer would then be no. <laughs> He's just such. He's just a lair. I just, uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm not even a Cronulla fan. He just shits me for the way he's part of that side. He's got niggle in his game, wouldn't you say? Yeah, but it's not like it's. He's got niggle in his game, Nathan. Yeah, but so is Michael. And what Ennis do New South Wales pick their players based on? Niggle. No, not niggle. Michael Ennis gets picked at hooker. His aggression, possibly the fourth aggression. He aggressively hid behind Cade Snowden. Yeah, that's why I disagree. That that's why I disagree with the selection of Ennis. Right. So you think Robbie should be there? No, no, because he's a cat. He's got no aggression in him. I'll kick you in the nuts. Oh, well, you might. He's got no. Tell Anthony Watts's face that he's got no aggression in him. Tell him that. Tell Anthony Watts's misses that he's got no aggression in him. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Could you forget that? Anthony Watts touched up. He, he touched Robbie up in, in that match too. They had their turn. They both oh, had their turn. Fucking please. He touched Robbie it? up, and then Robbie came back at him, or vice versa. I can't remember who, who was first. Yeah, Robbie was viciously king hit when he was walking away from someone getting hit in the back of the head. Yeah, I think it's king hit when it's like a flurry of about 10 shots to the yeah. face. No, that was Robbie. <laughs> anyway, we've got it decidedly off track. Yeah. I think the game needs more intensity. It was great for the people of Mudgee to, to get some uh, high-quality rugby league in their good town and it's time the commission did more to bring NRL games to regional areas such as Mudgee and, and you know promote the game out there and, and give people a taste of, of the real NRL experience not just trial games so what would you propose on that then? well every game every team should take one game to a, a regional area yeah per season 
with the NRL have to prop up that game financially so the clubs wouldn't lose yeah, out too much the money. the benefits of the fucking gambling profits, why not? Yeah, right, I mean, as long as the clubs aren't losing money, I'm all for it. All right, Twitter, Sky underscore W82. If Carney isn't New South Wales 5-8, they have no fucking idea about the game. Oh, wait. So we'll probably play prop. Daniel Bird QLD. At halftime, City entered the sheds. In the second half, shitty came out. Super Grover 4. Was Super Grover always Super Grover 4? I don't think so, was, was he? Was he like legit Super Grover? Hmm. Interesting. CBC Maybe he gets deleted for improper content and has to keep reinventing himself. Yeah, this is the fourth, fourth time he's done it. Fourth time he's resurrected himself. CVC was more about outs and ins for me. Hayne out of 5'8". Mullen just fucking out. Farrah out, but BMOS in and Carney in 5'8". Farrah out because he only got me into the match. Previews. This week we are back to a full round of action, but it is a strange one too. We kick off with Anzac Day Cup, St. George Illawarra Dragons as Sydney Roosters, Wednesday, 4pm. Yes. Live on Fox. Uh, beautiful thing. Um, both of these games we've got for uh, the uh, the Anzac Day holiday, both of them live, both of them on Fox. Channel 9 can suck it. Okay. <laughs> So, first up, let's hit the Dragons and Roosters game. I mean, a traditional Anzac Day clash, this one. Um, Dragons have had the wood on them fairly consistently over the entire history of this game, actually, but especially in recent times. Um, the Roosters don't tend to score a lot of points in this game either. No. Quietly. So, uh, I'm, happy, I'm happy to go Dragons on this one. So, what was the official line with BJ Leilua? I saw one thing that he'd signed with the Tigers and another thing yeah. that he re-signed with the Roosters. Yeah, and so that's what's happened. He's, he's obviously got some interest from the Tigers, uh, explored that option a little bit. And he's a representative ex- superstar. And then extended his deal for another two years with the Roosters. Thank fuck for that. It's just the last thing that Tigers need. Another grump in the back line. <laughs> the best thing about this game is going to be, obviously, the uh, the occasion, but also the Roosters' jerseys. Yeah, I mean, this is the same, oh, one, they had, the same one they had last year, isn't it? Oh, similar, yeah, yeah like with the blue, dark blue and light blue camo. It's actually an example of what a good camo jersey looks like. Fuck yeah. Because it's kind of, it's almost exactly the same as their existing jersey. The V is yep. intact with the red and the white, and then they've just done like sort of the subtle camo on the blue part. Yep. I think it looks fucking cool. That's I mean, right. Every East fan should buy it. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I don't think it's going to help them because I think the Dragons are going to give them an absolute touch-up in this game. Yeah, exactly. The Dragons will still be able to see them. Because <laughs> blue doesn't blend in with green grass, so you know they're, they're doing it wrong. And I think might camouflage their shit performances, but the dragons will still win. Yeah, dragons will still win. I mean, by how much? That's that's really the question. Um, you know, the dragons have, have shown that they can't really keep it together. There's been you know, one or two games all season where they managed to really go on with it. Um, this game, yeah, will it be one of those games? I mean, roosters, as we've said before, I mean they can kind of turn a game ugly. And uh, grind out an ugly kind of game, but I if Letters and Kennedy can get on top early, it might make it interesting. But I just think the Dragons will grind yeah, them out. I mean, they got to get over like guys like Wayman to do so, and I just don't know if they can do it. Next game, which is also on the Wednesday, this one's seven p.m. It is the Melbourne Storm versus the Warriors down at Amy Park. Storm, well, you have Warriors to say, got a good record down there. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like Storm have won twenty out of twenty-three. 
games, I think, at Amy Park. And um, two of the three losses come from the Warriors. Uh, the Warriors don't travel very well, but they always travel fairly well down to Melbourne. Um, it's kind of strange the way they win their games. I mean, sometimes it's a, sometimes it's a bit arsy as well. Uh, they, they obviously, they take they a wouldn't lot of get, score a try from a kick and a drop bomb in the last minute of the game, would they? Is that how they do it? Is that arsy? Is that you call arsy? Yeah, yeah, I'd call that arsy. Well, actually, no, I call it poor defence on the behalf of Lottie Takiri, but we're not talking about the off-semi-final, <laughs> <Sorry>. right? <laughs> Still haunts me, Nathan. Still haunts me. It would, losing like that. It would. It would. Uh, on this occasion, though, I mean, the Warriors, they had a decent hit out last in their last game, not last week, in their last game, um, against Souths. But the Storm, they just keep grinding away. I mean, I think they'll just keep their structure going, and they'll just grind the Warriors... Uh, into a pulp, into mistakes, and, and force them into a rocks performance. And uh, just too good, I think. Sean Johnson's been named in the side despite picking up a knock in the test match. Uh, he looked fairly ordinary there for a little bit. Yeah. He had a bit of a shoulder problem. But looks like he'll still take his place in the side. How effective or how much of an effect that uh, that knock has had. And, you know, once he has time to cool down, it could get worse. Who knows? Yeah. So I know he'll be heavily strapped up, but... I'm going to go the upset here. I think the Warriors might get it done with a distinct Anzac flavour. Well, Storm have to they have to lose eventually, don't they? But um, I just don't see it happening this week. Yeah, they don't play the Tigers for a little while either, so... Well, I mean, that's going to be an easy one for them, isn't it? They want it's going to be for and against. <laughs> right. Match of the round coming up on Friday. First game, if you... The grudge match. The grudge match. The Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs versus the mighty Manly Ring Sea Eagles. Uh, as I said, it's, uh, for Sydney, it's going to be your live Friday night football game. And uh, for me, streaming it will be too. What about Jeff yes. Toovey yes. and Des Hasler still being mates? Yeah, what a crock of shit that is. That's just the, that's, that's just bomb diffusion they're right there. They're still mates. Yeah, that's diffusion right there. Going fishing and together. Then like, and, they're like, and they're like, oh yeah, we, we still you know, you know, swap coaching advice. We still hang out. Yeah, fuck off, you do. Yeah, you don't want to believe it, but you want everyone. You want everyone in Manly, the Manly club, to hate Desi and with they the do. same gusto that you apparently do. And they do. And, uh, and the rest and, of your Gronk fans. And Brent Brent Kite actually had, there was an article that came out just this afternoon with Brent Kite saying, "Look, you know, I've said my I've said my piece about De- I've said my piece to Desi." So it's, and it was like it was like real real shortish. So it's like Brent Kite, he's, he's with me. <laughs> you'll kill that mullet. Maybe yeah. he'll maybe he'll start scratching his face with the tags when I throw him out of the coach's box onto the field. Maybe. Maybe. But the the key point here is that Jeff Toovey, manly legend, saviour of your club this season. Okay, go on. What are you going to say? He's going to be out fishing with Desi like old mates. You no. want to throw him out. Of, you want to kill him. You want to throw him out of the coach's box. Yeah. You've never... Fuck Des Hasler. Hash fuck Des Hasler. Yeah. It's yeah. a, you know... It's a catchy hashtag. It is fantastic. I love I it. I see it on the end of any Jeff Toovey's tweets, let me tell you. Well, one, Jeff Toovey doesn't tweet. And two, Jeff Toovey's taking the more subtle approach. Like at the top of the show, you mentioned Michael Corleone. They're going to go on their fishing trip. And, you know, they'd be like, you know, bring you know, bring your kids, bring your wife. And then when the time comes for the fishing trip, Jeff will be like, uh, boat's too small. Kids, chicks, you go inside and wait. We'll bring back a beautiful feed of seafood for you for lunch. Puts Desi on the boat, goes out into the middle of the lake. Desi didn't come back from the fishing trip. 
But you've said in the past that Des Hasler is bulletproof. Too bad. So I'd imagine there I might be a ricochet and in my might be an improvement life, on Jeff Tuvey's face. I've never once in my entire life said that he's fucking bulletproof, and I'm prepared to test that theory this season at some stage. <laughs> <laughs> so. I wonder who you think will win this game. Are mainly going to play in those shit camo jerseys? <sighs> yeah, they're fucking atrocious. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll, I like to back the club no matter what. But those jerseys are absolutely horrific, and they looked they looked pretty ordinary in the illustration. Like you know, because it's been the design's been out there for probably three weeks, and um, the the design looked like kind of like a sand camo thing. And I thought, well, that looks fucking horrible. It doesn't because unlike the Roosters jersey, it doesn't have anything to do with like Manly's jersey. It's not like an adaptation, like a camo version of their jersey. Then when you actually look at the picture that came out this afternoon with Kieran Foran actually wearing one, it's almost like it's got like like lilac and um, like a sky blue in the, in the camo as well it's like it's Kieran like, and his Technicolor Dreamcoat it's just fucking horrible man like it's just it's a, it's a bad looking jersey I didn't think it was as bad as like some of the indigenous jerseys that have been out because some of those things are absolutely god awful but it's up there as probably one of the worst ones I've seen and um, I do I do appreciate the sponsor that they've got for this game um, but uh, which is uh, Paladin like a risk risk management crisis management service the guy that runs that is. They'll like, need you know, a fucking a crisis soldier. management service after this game because I think the Bulldogs are going to actually get them. I don't think they own it at all. I mean, they've got the. Of course, we've got the the return, the possible return of. Uh, well, I think the fairly certain return of Brett Stewart, certain return of Glenn Stewart, possible return of Kieran Foran. Although there obviously are options there on the uh, extended bench, so he's not a hundred percent guaranteed until the game actually takes place. But um, Manly is close to full strength as they've been all season if all those players take the field and uh, they're going to fucking do a number. I mean, there's... If the players show up, because I hear they don't cross the spit bridge either. Oh, they cross the spit bridge for games only, for, for no other reason. And you know what? Fans, do what you want to do. Go or not go. I can see both sides. I mean, you can go. Risk getting stabbed by the fucking animal... Oh, animal load of fucking bulldogs. If any Seagulls fan doesn't get to this game, they are kidding themselves. How could you not want to go to that? Well, yeah, A, A, you should want to go to the game, and B, the Bulldogs are giving the tickets away, essentially. They want to see a figure of like 25,000 plus there, and so to do so, they're literally giving tickets away pretty much for free. You can get up to 60% off depending on how you get your tickets. I think the Bulldogs will... uh come of age in this game and it's a nice test for them coming up against a full strength manly side so I think uh, I don't know if it's going to translate to, to a, a winning streak or anything for them in coming weeks I just think they'll suck it up and they'll get over the top of manly and uh, manly's psychological scars with Desi will continue yeah I don't think the Bulldogs have got much chance of winning this game because what a surprise because the manly players they're the ones that got fucked over by Desi the Bulldogs players They've really got they got nothing to do with it. And so for them it's a game. But for the manly players, they're go, they're going to make an example out of them all. <laughs> and um especially if with if Glenn Stewart's back, I mean we get everyone but the Ottoman. Except for the Ottoman, but he's sitting out there on uh on uh in number seventeen too, so we'll see how he goes. He better not chop off the end of that bench. He will cut a bitch. Yeah, I wonder. I just, I just wonder why he's, why he's sitting back there in seventeen. I mean, really, he should be number nine. I agree. Um, but you know, I'm not, I'm not here to give Desi any advice on what they could possibly do to win the game because you know, <laughs> if he's not smart enough to start Romulo, fucking dig his own grave. Manly thirteen plus with hatred. 
Hash fuck this Hasler. Hash fuck this Hasler. This GS for life. Next game, another Friday night game. The one that'll be shoved down our throat up here in Brisbane. Brisbane Broncos versus the Gold Coast Titans. Suncorp Stadium. You'll be at that game, I presume. I will, and the Titans have absolutely no chance Broncos of winning. Broncos by fucking 400,000 million. Yes. The that's end. not even a number. Do you want to talk any more about this game? No, The Titans I think so. are literally going to be slaughtered so badly that it's going to make Gallipoli We've look like We've had Revenge fucking, of the Titans. Yeah. Wrath of the Titans. Death of the Titans. Well, it was actually Clash of the Titans, the first one. But don't, but, but I don't feel bad because you never Oh, you're correcting me about a movie reference. What a fucking surprise. Clash of the Titans, Wrath of the Titans, Death of the Titans, Death of the Titans. Yeah, they, they, they literally have no chance. Fuck! I can't believe I got that movie wrong. <laughs> it's more interesting than his ga- talking about this game. Yeah. Quite frankly, Peter Wallace makes his return at he least does. on the team sheet. Um, they don't seem to have any like a uh, you know 18th man or anything like that listed, so I'd say he's fairly certain to take his place. Um, no problem at all. Uh, f- you know what's interesting in, uh, in the Titans? Phil Graham in eighteen. That's interesting. Payrou, French for reserve grade, back on the wing. In the centres, rather. Actually, sorry. in the centres, yeah. Well, I mean, that's where he does his better work. I mean, defensively in the centres, um, you can kind of cover up for the you know the halves in defence. Still can't catch a ball. Yeah. Aiden Caesar back in the side again. Um, Best thing building on his. Year. Impressive debut performance. So, but yeah, I don't think any of that's going to make any difference. The Broncos will win this one convincingly. All right, moving on to Saturday, we have the South Sydney Rabbitohs versus the North Queensland Cowboys. Rabbitohs coming off a loss against the Warriors, if I'm not mistaken. Fairly, fairly big one too. And Cowboys uh, thumped the Chookies. Yeah. I think the Cowboys, I mean, you know, provide they travel okay. Now, what's the status of Nathan Merritt? Do you have it? Is he in the side? I don't have the South. I don't have South. He on has been list. named on an extended bench. So, and what happens if he comes into the side? Does he go on the wing or does? You'd he imagine goes? maybe you'd have to say Everingham would probably drop off, or maybe maybe McQueen. Yeah, I'm real interested in Everingham if he drops off because he's in my fantasy side, and I fucking don't want him to. Yeah, interesting how they how that might play out. Obviously, Inglis isn't going anywhere. You they better think. decide before. Sorry, they better decide quickly so you know adjustments can be made. But um, yeah, I'd say we find out just before kickoff, so it'll fuck everyone's. If he yeah, does replace Everingham, then it'll fuck everyone's super coach sides. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think Cowboys will win this game. I think Cowboys will win it comfortably, to be honest. I don't think there's any problem yeah. in the world for. I them. think their forwards are going too well. Um, and then with Thurston playing off the back of that, I think that'll be uh, more than enough to get over the top of the Rabbitohs. Agree. Now, that's the only Saturday game this week. So now we move on to Sunday. And uh, the early game is the Canberra Raiders versus Cronulla Sutherland Sharks down in Canberra. Jeez. Can the Sharkies keep their winning streak going? Against Canberra? No, I'd can't say, you'd, I'd say yes. I'd say they can, yeah. I mean, their defence, should it hold... Should be plenty to uh, contain whatever the Raiders are going to throw at them. And Sam Williams obviously comes into the side. McCrone goes to five eight to uh, to cover the loss of Cat's hair, and they played a fair bit of football together last season, so their combination should be fairly strong. But I think the the Sharks just 
it's true the forwards, obviously with Gal and Jeremy Smith, I think it's, they've got enough to at least match Canberra and then Carney's brilliance will take over from there. Yeah, and I just think that the Cronulla aren't making that many mistakes either, you know, this year. And that sort of game translates well against Canberra because you know, they do try and, you know, chuck it around and, and just sure. make some dumb mistakes and things like that. And they can kind of dig themselves a bit of a hole and I think that's probably what's going to happen. Next game, the Parramatta Eels versus the West Tigers. It's a three o'clock Sunday game. Parramatta Stadium. Eels looking good to win this one, probably 13 plus, I would say. I'll kick you in the face. <laughs> Do what you like. It's not going to affect the result. The Tigers haven't conceded a point in the last two weeks of football, um, and I think they'll continue this trade and probably win by about 24 points to nil. 24 points to nil? Yeah. I think uh, Jared Hayner want to press home his origin claim. I think At 5'8". Uh, uh, yeah, but, but with the one on his back, and I think uh, Sandow, I mean, he'll, he'll have a nice break. And so he'll be back, lighter, as commanded. Um, <laughs> well, let's face it, who, who fucking knows? I mean, the Titans, let's look at it on paper. The, sorry, the, Titans, the Tigers should win handsomely. But will they? Sure. Who knows? Who knows? When they should have won handsomely a lot of times this season. <laughs> and they just haven't been there. So, look, I'd like to tip the Tigers. I mean... Tigers will kill it. It's just one of those situations where you just want to keep the Tigers... You, you how long can you piss your money down the drain tipping the Tigers? Um, I'm Undefeated Asterix Premiers do not lose to Parramatta. All right, well, we'll find out. And finally, Monday night foot bitch, we have the Newcastle Knights versus the Penrith Panthers up at Hunter Stadium, Newcastle. Panthers had a welcome respite last week from getting flogged 30-0. Will it happen again this week, though? I don't think the Knights have got 30 points in them. I think they'll beat Penrith. But it'll be a closer game than what Penrith's last couple of outings have. They'll be stung. Well, They'll Willie be Mason, hurting. Named in 16. Will Willie Mason be able to score you know, a hat-trick on debut for the Knights? Maybe. Imagine if he did. I'd probably commit suicide. As long as he <laughs> dedicated his hat-trick to Lottie Takiri, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But <laughs> He's going to get a, a, a fair opportunity. I think some of his running on the fringes uh, with his size and it, the chip on his shoulder that he's got given the way that he, he was sort of kept out of the NRL for a little while. A Willie Mason with a chip on his shoulder is a pretty formidable force, and I think, uh, like I said, some of his wide running, the Panthers will find hard to deal with, and, and it'll give the Knights enough points to get over the top of them. Yeah, I think I think that's going to be the case as well. Um, uh, Jennings returns for the Panthers, which is a, a plus for them. Yeah. And, um, gee, they still, they still have a few guys out there, don't they? They definitely do. Uh, but Luke Lewis is more than capable of winning this game on his own. So the Knights will definitely have to be careful. Guys like Cade Snowden are going to have to stand up to the challenge because uh, I, I think he's been fairly flat this season, which we spoke about recently. Um, but, yeah, just basically the Knights coached by... With with Bennett's coaching, I think he'll uh, he'll find the best way to ram home their early advantage against the Panthers and uh, continue the Panthers' woes at the moment. All right, so how Knights by how much? Thirteen plus. Oh, you going there? All right. That is full time for episode number eighty-four. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League, and it's good to see a bunch of new faces as well tweeting us about stuff. Uh, you know, yeah, during, it's great. After games, it's been great lately. Um, and also, we're on got Facebook. About three hundred and sixty followers just in the last sort of 
month or two. Nice, yeah. nice. So what's that total of? Like two and a half grand or more? Or? Two, yeah, 2,360. Okay, cool. Uh, we're on Facebook, so get on there, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. When we get a 1,000 people liking the page on Facebook, someone's walking away with a shirt. iTunes, big week last week for reviews. It's got like here, we've got one, two, three, five new reviews. Smashed it. We have uh, one from The Unique One. It says, uh, I once was lost, five stars. Recently moved to the US, been catching a few games each week, always the dogs games, but I found it difficult to keep up with the news around the NRL. When friends got me on this podcast, I found that I got everything I needed, far more informative and far more funnier than any of the footy shows, in quotes, including the Matty John show. Uh, over in America, they might still be playing the Matty John show, but uh, not over here. We're, we're big in America. We are. Well, yeah, we also got a, uh, a review on the island, the Irish iTunes store. Really? When was that? Was that this week? No, it was it was a an older one that a listener Slipsy. alerted me to that it, that he'd left on there. So okay, and how was that? Five stars, of All course. Good. All right, we got another one here from Luke Shark seventy four. Twill is awesome. Five stars. Great podcast. Good info and funny as banner between the boys, especially with the hash tigers in decline. I hang out for the show every week. <laughs> nothing. I say nothing. Oh, hash Glenn in decline. <laughs> No, we've got another one here. We've got SC in China. Good to be back. Five stars. Prior to this podcast, I was a jilted North Sydney supporter who had given up on rugby league, trying to persuade myself that Union was the superior code for the better part of a decade. Sorry, Tarman. I know you thought you had a vice-like grip on me, you sexy, sultry vixen, but it wasn't enough. The guys at Twill have freed me from my Union dungeon. Now I just need a team to follow. Bring back the Bears. Not because we are entitled. I'm looking at you, Bunnies fans, because it would just be nice. <laughs> Definitely worth a listen. Fair enough. I love Good that. Call. I love that review. I mean, slagging the Bunnies. I mean, you know, I even forgive you for being a Bears supporter. Might be another case where we have to find a team for old mate. <laughs> last, I mean, last year, you know, it was, it was, you know, we had to find Nigel Bridgman's team. Sorry, in 2010, ultimately, end of the season, uh, Manly was the decision. Picked up a premiership in his first season. Well, you can't beat that. Yes. <laughs> He's got the range to the bandwagon. Yeah, well, he got on at the start of the year, though, too, and it wasn't like yeah, it wasn't looking like it was going to happen, so I'll give it to him. Uh, and we've got here, great podcast, five stars from Lethal Left Edge. Very informative, yet highly entertaining. Great reviews and previews of every game each week. Great fun, great way to spend a couple of hours. Clearly a Tigers fan, Lethal Left Edge. Yeah, no, not, 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 not so much. <laughs> We've got another one here from 20JS11. Love this podcast, five stars. Just found this podcast and wish I'd known of it sooner. Looking forward to Thursday morning. The boys are hilarious. Another great review. High praise. High praise indeed. And all of thank you very much for your reviews, everyone. It was great. There was a real rush on them there. It was like, what, five in a day or two. So it was fantastic. And, uh, you know, if you want to leave a review, keep it coming. We'll read it out. Tipping. Obviously no change because the tipping was off last week. Uh, I'm in 32nd position. You're in 86th position, which was down two places from the week before. Gosh, and sure, yes. And we'll just go, we've got a three-way tie at the top. Just a reminder, we've got Marcus, Katrina Smith and Skinny on 37 points. And we have uh, one point behind them. We have another tie between two people, Shell Geddes and Andrew Smyrniotis, rounding out our top five. So, well done, uh, guys. Great effort for everybody. And um, Killing it. I'm in 30 seconds, so I predict I'll probably be in the top 15 after this week. Good luck with that. Fantasy. Last week, I got 11.03 points. You got 1.017. I lost one game. I think you still probably lost all of them. Is that right? 
Um, still undefeated. I think I won a couple. And uh, <laughs> so everyone, make sure uh, you get your stuff in because uh, yeah, the round starts early this week. And uh, I saw a thing on Twitter saying that um, originally saying that you could reverse trades if your player hadn't if the players traded hadn't played by Friday, you could reverse them up to Friday. But then I've heard no when clocks when it ticks over to Wednesday, four o'clock or whatever. That's it. Your players are locked in. Go no on. more trades. Shop. We still have some stock of the Revelation shirt, hats, and stubby coolers. So hit up thisweekinleague.com forward slash shop to grab some gear. Big thanks to Matt, who bought some stuff this week. Um, I suspect Matt was the, one of the guys we met at the grand final meetup last year on grand final day at ANZ. Yes. Um, but yeah, he can get in touch with us and confirm that or not. But um, a, non, a non-tweeting, non-Facebooking uh Listener, I believe. Living, living under a rock. Yeah. And actually living around a corner from me. Under a rock. Possibly. Fair enough. I haven't scouted out where the, you know where all the rocks are. <laughs> but uh, it's possible. Um, At least we have an ice cold beer. Exactly, exactly. Um, I wouldn't say, I won't say that's all we've got time for this week because uh, given there was only three games to go through, you know, that's cut probably 50 minutes off the length of the show. That's true. So, still, that's all we're fucking giving you. Exactly. So that's it. Rep week, good easy week for us. Yes. Uh, go Manly, make an example of the fucking Hasler and Hasbalar, the Hasbalar Rebels. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> and uh, deliver a glorious victory. 40 nils, not not essential, but geez, that would be sweet. I look forward to the Tigers being in decline as they crash to the turf after being exhausted from all the points they score against Parramatta. <laughs> And uh, hopefully Jared Hayne will pull out a performance like he did against the Sharkies where he gets you know a couple of tries, a couple of assists. Throws and up. still loses the game. Good luck to him. Now this time he's going to take it out though because to beat the Tigers you only have to score about 14 points. Time so, for us uh, to go. <laughs> See, you See you next, next week. week. Hey, Twill Nation, if you're into UFC, strike force, and mixed martial arts in general, make sure you listen to This Week in MMA. It's available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and TWIMMA.com. It's out every Friday morning. It's free. Get on it. <laughs>